You're listening to In the Balance, an Iowa Judicial Branch podcast. Welcome back. This month, we are discussing electronic search warrants. In 2017, the Iowa legislature amended Iowa Code Chapter 808 to allow the transmission for and issuance of search warrants by electronic means. In April 2018, the Iowa State Court Administrator established the Electronic Search Warrants Advisory Committee. Amidst the pandemic, in April of 2020, the Electronic Search Warrant Pilot Project began in District 4. Expanding to counties in Districts 1, 2, and 6 in August of the same year, before the pilot went statewide in September of 2022. I spoke with Judge James Malloy and Deputy Seth McRae to learn more. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me today, Judge Malloy. Before we get started, tell us a bit about your path to the bench. Well, I started as a a high school teacher in Nebraska after graduating from Iowa State. I kept in touch with my uh, college roommate, uh, the recently retired former chief judge of the Iowa Court of Appeals, Dave Danielson. Judge Danielson who was just Dave at that point in time, talked me into going to law school. Um, He went back to Iowa after finishing in Creighton and I came back to Boone, Iowa and started as an assistant county attorney there for four years, then became a private practice attorney in Ogden for 20 years. Uh, The last 10 of those, I was a part-time magistrate in Boone County and then I was appointed a DHA in 2007 in Story County. So for the last 15 years, I've handled juvenile court in Boone County and criminal matters in Story. And today we are talking about Iowa's electronic search warrant pilot project. How did you get involved with this project and what inspired it? Um, necessity, self-preservation. <laughs> I've been on call every other week for the last 25 years, basically. In Boone County, two people share those duties, myself and one magistrate. As you might know, magistrates can now reside in adjoining counties. And in August of 2021, our new magistrate um, was appointed out of, she lived in Polk County, resided in Bondurant, Mm -hmm. which is a 45-minute drive from Boone. The two of us would share on-call duties evenings and weekends, you know, doing mental commitments, weekend appearances, and search warrants. That meant that either the magistrate or the law enforcement officer would be driving, uh, what, 45 minutes each way, so an hour and a half every time they needed a search warrant during her week. Mm-hmm. So I asked Chief Justice Christensen if Boone County could be made part of the project, which she graciously allowed. And as you mentioned before, a lot of driving is involved, a lot of time, weekends and nights. So before we dive into the electronic search warrants, what did the search warrant process look like prior to this pilot? Well, law enforcement would need a warrant, you know, at various times during the day or night. Um, They'd locate a judge, figure out how to meet with that judge, usually during the you know normal business hours of the judge's chambers, 
or if it's an evening or weekend, then um, most of the time it seemed to be at our home, um, perhaps at the law enforcement center, or let's say, um, you know, I'm out, I can remember one Christmas being out shopping and I got a call for a search warrant and we met at the Target parking lot. Hmm. Um, you know, so the normal evening search warrant in the paper world, you have a 2 a.m. call from the police. Um, they apologize for waking me up, come over to my home. So they'd usually arrive 15, 20 minutes later after the call. I'd review the warrant in my kitchen and then um, they'd go. I'd uh, try to go back to bed mm-hmm. or stay awake, depending on the t- hour. Mm-hmm. They'd bring the return back to me then sometime in the following week after executing the warrant, and I'd give the documents to the clerk for filing. And what does that process look like now for you using these electronic search warrants? Well, the, the big thing is that neither the police or the judge need to travel to find the other person. Um, law enforcement uses the same type of template as they've used before to write their warrant. They just don't print it out and then drive it to me. It gets delivered through my judicial email. So what happens from my perspective is if we take that 2 a.m. call, now I get a call 2 a.m. from the police telling me they've sent me a warrant. Mm -hmm. I have an iPad that I keep on my nightstand. I simply open it up, look at the email, swear the officer in over the phone, Mm -hmm. and then Usually I have them hang up and I call them back if I have any questions or I can keep them on the line if I want. I just review it uh, depending on the complexity of the warrant. It might take five minutes, 10 minutes, um, but I simply sign it by tapping a few places on the, the document that I get and then I click finish and it automatically sends it back to them and I go back to sleep. Mm. Um, it takes maybe five to 10 minutes, as I say, total. So on average, how much time might be saved then due to this new warrant development? Well, as, from the judge's perspective, paper warrants, um, I'm up for 30 minutes. The electronic ones take me five to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the police, from their perspective, um, it's that travel time that they can cut out on. Uh, if if they would have to drive to Bondurant versus, you know, the five to ten minutes total that they take otherwise, um, it just becomes a big time saver for them. And if... Uh, we look at, oh, I had one during the state fair this year, and I just did it on my phone at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not stuck to some, when I'm on call, I'm not staying at home by the computer all the time. So I just, again, simply got to a place where I could sit down and kind of focus on the warrant and uh, looked it up on my phone, and, and it was no real problem for the police or me. And they got their warrant quickly. Mm-hmm. 
Aside from the time-saving aspect of this pilot project, what are some other benefits of the electronic search warrant program for people working as a judge or law enforcement or even the citizens of Iowa? One of the officers I was talking to talked about being able to do the, the warrant right from their car and and get it right at the scene. I know that you've got... Uh, the OWI cases now where they, the police have a pretty good idea that the person, let's say it's an OWI third offense, um, and they're figuring this person's not going to take the breath test. Mm-hmm. Well, they'd really like to gather evidence of the blood alcohol level on the person. So instead of going the implied consent route, they choose to get a, uh, what they just refer to as a blood warrant to, to be able to get a blood alcohol level that way. So, you know, hopefully the ease of doing that now um, helps make the roads a little safer for everyone. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the other benefit is winter comes here. There's times where people need to travel in bad weather to find a judge or a blizzard. Um, That doesn't have to occur anymore. Clerks, I've talked to them in in Boone, and they really enjoy the process because they're not scanning in paper warrants. Um, I think they get uploaded through, you know, the magic of computers, and and it opens the, it does a lot of the things that they were having to do manually before, so they like it too. Right. And lastly, if you could leave our listeners with just one message about this process, what would it be? Winter's coming. The judges need to simply get an iPad or tablet, uh, uh, get the judicial email on their tablet or phone, um, and then encourage police to use it. It's not that difficult. I didn't look at any of the directions before I started using it (laughs) uh, from my side of the fence because it's just easy to use. I think police, it takes a little bit more work, but they've got a nice video on that that tries to inform them. And then, yeah, many of the officers that have used it for a while really enjoy it. Great. Thank you so much for taking the time today, Judge Malloy. You're welcome. Welcome to the podcast, Deputy McRae, and for taking the time to sit down with me today. Tell us a bit about your background in law enforcement. I have been a peace officer for four and a half years now. My most recent tenure has been with the Boone County Sheriff's Office in central Iowa, our county seat of Boone. I have, through my time most recently, been a firearms instructor, uh, conducted energy weapons instructor, I am a patrol officer that um, I work overnight hours and uh, am assigned to the road here and have really enjoyed that. This month, we are talking about search warrants, specifically the new electronic search warrant pilot project. And before we dive in, can you give us some details about what a warrant is, when it might be used and what it accomplishes? Yes. So a search warrant is a... um, 
court and Iowa code prescribed form, which a peace officer can fill out. What that does is it will, in the end, allow them to search for or obtain evidence, which they might not have been able to before. Um, What happens in the process is they fill out this form, it goes in front of a judge, the judge looks at that form, the facts that are stated in that form, and they decide whether probable cause exists to issue that search warrant to search a premises, a vehicle, any type of item which there might have been an expectation of privacy held by a person prior to that warrant allows for search to be made of that or for evidence to be obtained that regularly you might not have been able to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's used a lot of times most commonly in operating while intoxicated cases. You know, we have an individual who causes a traffic collision. Someone is possibly seriously injured or could um, suffer and make it a fatality, we will use this search warrant form to obtain a body specimen, whether that is um, blood, breath, urine, anything like that that will help us determine the chemical content in that um, specimen. Otherwise, we use them with vehicles. If I suspect that or have probable cause that items are possessed which are in violation of the Iowa Code, Um, in a structure, I can apply for that warrant stating facts, putting that in front of a judge, and then having them sign that so that when I provide it to someone, it basically says the judge has reviewed this, the court does not see an issue of violation of the constitutional rights, and it is in accordance with the Iowa Code. So basically it's a tool which helps to protect the rights of our citizens. And Boone has been a part of this electronic search warrant pilot project since August of 2020. What benefits has your department seen in that time? Yes. So, again, being a rural agency, um, we alone have 574 square miles to cover. We receive calls at all times of the day, night, and what happens is when dealing with some of these cases, it can be difficult to either travel across that entire space to Mm -hmm. apply for a warrant and then contact a judge and go in front of them. Oftentimes our judges are covering districts that are multiple counties. So they may not live in the County that you're in really. It's allowed us to be able to get these warrants very seamlessly. I don't have to, I can start a warrant, on scene of a crime that I'm investigating. And I have even applied for these from the back of ambulances while transporting individuals involved in these crimes or being suspected of operating while intoxicated. Um, So really it's kind of helped us to speed the process up and make the process even plausible because sometimes we do only have one officer out and it would not have been plausible to apply for that warrant and get that granted if the ease of the electronic was not possible. And in comparison to a traditional search warrant that you would have used in the past, how have those response times been affected? I would say that they've been, they're about a quarter of the time of a traditional warrant. So 
with the um, pilot program rolling out, if I am at a computer, which I have a computer with me at all times in my patrol vehicle, approximately 15 minutes, I can have that warrant in front of a judge. Um, Before I had to travel to our office, I had to pull that up. I could do it for my vehicle. The formatting wasn't super great, but if I did it, it was gonna be approximately an hour before I could do that because I still had travel time added in there, you know? Mm -hmm. Some of our judges don't live in our county and are two counties away, so a 40 mile drive most commonly to put that in front of a judge. So I would say it's about a quarter of the time from applying for and granting a search warrant. I would say it's approximately 30 minutes now with this program. Definitely an improvement. And lastly, if there is one thing you'd like to leave our listeners with regarding this pilot project, what would it be? I would say if whatever you can do, whatever part you play in the judicial system, get behind it. Um, put some support out, try to get this spread. We'd, I'd love to see people in all 99 counties in Iowa have access to this. Mm-hmm. It is a great tool. And honestly, it we're seeing, a, I would say, an influx of warrants issued, which is great. What that's just saying is that people are seeing that, hey, search warrants aren't hard. Let's go ahead and err on the side of putting this in front of a judge, having that judge issue that. And really, it's beneficial across the board. We've had defense counsels appreciate it because the second I get, we'll say, an operating law intoxicated case complete and I have that person at our facility, I apply for that warrant. I can have that warrant returned once that specimen is completed and has been gathered. So they have all of these things. If this happens on a Saturday, Monday morning, this defense counsel can say, hey, I'm looking at your case. I've got everything I would ever need. And, you know, there's no excuse for delay anymore, which Mm -hmm. is great across the board. Um, With COVID, we had, I would say, an immense time span where cases were getting pushed back and we just weren't getting them processed through. Whereas now it's Monday morning or two days, say two days after, the completion of a case, everything is completed. There's no excuse why it can't go forth. And also I would say that it's improving um, for our judges. With COVID, we were having to go to their homes, expose them to whatever we might've had. And also peace officers don't always work in the most ideal environments. Mm -hmm. So having us come to their home and things like that in the middle of shift, it isn't ideal for judges or their families. And we like to be considerate of that. So I would say the pilot project has really kind of made all aspects of it better and has sped things up for all parties involved. Great. Thank you so much for your time today, Deputy McRae. Absolutely. You've been listening to In the Balance, an Iowa Judicial Branch podcast hosted and produced by me, Marissa Gall. If you would like more information about Iowa's courts, you can visit www.iowacourts.gov. You can also follow the Iowa Judicial Branch on Twitter and YouTube at Iowa Courts. This episode of In the Balance is now adjourned. Until next time.